What's up, everybody? This is Stephen Brogan Cortez. You just entered the Why the F Not podcast, episode 44. We have the one and only Aubrey Kendall. Talk about some Stranger Things, some DD, some Star Wars. Ooh, get the popcorn, get ready. Hope you roll a 20. This is the Why the F Not podcast. Mm. Ah. boom we're going um we're here uh, episode whatever i said in the intro today's guest i'm so excited it's a dear friend of mine from back in the day in college like holy crap the fact that that's something i can say now this is a friend from college it's ins- it's, it's it's a lot uh, but this is a very good friend of mine. She's known as AKA Comedy Eleven on TikTok. She's also known as the Human Paladin Worshipper of Gaia, Theodora. But you may know her as Aubrey. Now, Kendall, welcome, dude. Woo! Oh my! Yay! Gosh. Oh, the, okay. Yay! So happy to be here. So excited. Your first. This is your first appearance. In my the- first ever podcast yes all right. All yes right. all right are you nervous i was ne- i'm still nervous to have guests um i definitely am i don't know if i would say i'm nervous i'm excited um which is the same part of the brain um oh. but i uh i'm definitely i'm excited i'm excited to be here yeah it's, it's Aubrey, like, I, I wanted to get you on the show for a plethora of reasons. I wanted to have someone here, not just to geek out about Stranger Things, but also <laughs> Star Wars. And also I was just, there's a, I wanted you to kind of, I don't know, I don't know D&D much. So I was like, oh uh, my gosh, tell me about it. And we'll get all to that. Yeah, but like love what, it. What, what has, like, what's the first thing that comes to your mind that you're just geeking out about this week? Um, well, definitely D&D um, because I have my... Uh, live D&D performance next week but I am in three camp technically three campaigns if you count my live performance which is not really a campaign it's more of like a bunch of one-offs in the same world um but um yeah just like definitely geeking on D&D geeking on Harry Potter every single day so you know can't ever let that one go either um yeah geeking out about everything I am really into the um you know, thinking about even though it's two years away, what's going to happen on Stranger Things season five? So, oh my god! Before we really end get to world, that, too. I just had a question about the D and D thing. So, yeah. all these campaigns you're playing, you're still Theodora, yeah. yes? No. So oh. I am. Um, I'm DMing one campaign, which I'm playing tonight. And for um, those that don't know, what does DM mean? Dungeon Dungeon Master. Ooh. So I I create the world. I play all the, you know, the bad guys and the monsters and um, I am, you know, I take the other players through a journey and through the game. Oh, through dude, That's got to be some sort of yeah. the the imagination you have to be to have to be a DM, but not just that, but the, you have to keep the energy up. I, I assume mm-hmm. right? you're the you're, yeah. the you're you're the captain of the ship. It's a yeah, you're the up narrator. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you're the narrator of everything. You keep the story moving forward. But, you know, you're my stories are always super duper open because I'm, you know, an improviser. Everyone who I play with is basically an improviser. 
um, very good at improvising. So they can really take the story wherever they want to take it, you know? I, so it's like D and D really is just like, I don't know if you've ever played, you know, watch those videos when you were a kid or read those books where it's like choose a B or C. And then if you chose C go to page 173, you know, it's very similar to, I can't think of the name of those right now, but it's very similar to that. You know, I have choose a bunch your own of, adventure. Goosebumps yeah, choose those. your own adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Choose your own adventure. So it's very much, it's very much like that, but on a much larger scale because really anything can happen because you add in the, the dice rolling, you know, because yeah, the dice, yeah. it's the dungeon master and the dice are really the ones, you know, telling the story. And the dice are the ones who dictate really what happens. It's fate. Like, is di- the, yeah. the dice, is that like, is it, good, is, is, it, is, it, is it fair to compare it to like the dice are, it's, it's, it's fate itself in a way. Yeah, right? no, for sure. It, I, um, you know, the biggest one is the D20. The D20. It's just I just have this on, you know, 20 sided die Um, and then it goes all the way down to like a four sided die. So there are a bunch of different dice. There's a bunch of different components. It's a lot of math, which is the only part about it. I don't like because I'm not very good at math. (laughs) I like always I have to like sit there the entire time or. Yeah, I um, I mean, (laughs) not sponsored or anything, but (laughs) D&D because I use D&D Beyond. It's a great oh. website. Um, Shout if you out pay, to yeah, if you pay for it, you get you can get all the books and stuff. Me and my fiance also have a bunch of physical books too, because he he likes the physical books. Um, uh, but uh, we use D and D Beyond, and you can keep all the, your notes on there. You can track all the battles. It's actually I couldn't have. I played it when I was little, a little bit, you know, but not right you know what i mean like when we were kids like we weren't playing it i at least wasn't playing it correctly it was more just kind of a free-for-all um were you just but i couldn't imagination no yeah you're making up your own rules probably (laughs) yeah oh yeah 100 (laughs) percent. but like now doing it how you're supposed to and really reading all the rule books and i can't imagine like when you see it in stranger things like they're playing just like with the books and with paper if i didn't have my computer it would be Oh my god, it would be so hard. We're so lucky these days to have the that technology to be able to use. <laughs> it, it, we're lucky, but I think about I think about the great Eddie Munson, the great Eddie Munson. Yep. I love that. They're, everyone's freaking out about like how realistic is it with Master of Puppets? It came out maybe two weeks prior to the actual events, and it's like, yeah, two weeks, but. He's a metalhead who does D&D, doesn't yeah. – he's not really looked well upon in school, has a, only a close-knit of friends. All his life is about is music and D&D. Mm-hmm. So when that yep. song came out, he's like, yeah, I'm going to sit down and learn it for like yep. 46 hours, 70 hours, mm-hmm. you know? They yeah. had they had the same thing with those kids playing D and D with all those booklets. They had nothing else to do. So you know what? I'm just gonna pour I'm all the shit in the world right now. I'm just gonna read yeah. my D and D book and escape. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's how it feels right now though. Mm. I think that's why I'm so into D and D right now. It's just that like, you know <laughs> the world's just, you know, a little bit of a shithole. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on here, but You're totally allowed to cuss. Okay, Why cool. Because I cuss all the time. Um, I have a cussing problem. I teach kids. 
<laughs> and I have I catch myself sometimes about to say it and I'm like Ooh, and I have to like hold it back <laughs> um but no yeah I I am so grateful for the technology that we have now because it's made it so much easier to learn all the rules um and to like be able to just like double check on your computer you know instead of rifling through a bunch of pages of a book but um you can just google so the specific fun. thing you want to ask yeah, about yeah i need to ask and i need to know <laughs> which is which is clutch so um yeah uh i really i have that i'm dming that one that i'm doing tonight um and then i am also uh we're, we were pausing the campaign during summer just because we're adults and right. there's just a, there's just a lot going on. Um, but the other campaign that I'm in, I was playing a fairy bard. A fairy so, bard and a bard, yeah, so, if, if I'm correct. Please correct me if I'm wrong. You're the musical a, one. The musical yeah, the one. Perfor- the performer. Yeah, of course. So the performer uh, – and uh, my fiance and me are uh, performance partners. He was playing a um, half orc barbarian that was actually a professional wrestler. <laughs> so I was like his hype fairy before all of his wrestling matches and stuff. So it was a pretty good. I was probably two of the best characters we've ever come up with, and it was really fun to play with him. He was. He was, I can't, like, uh, I can't think of the wrestler's name right now, but he was, you know, he did the whole, um, ah, the, the road, um, you know, like the rock, uh, but he was you just got very like, going I'm on. cool, you know, like I'm a cool guy, you know? So it was just, it was so funny. He did such a good job and it was just such a blast. Um, so we're still going with that campaign um but we're like i said we're taking a break and then yeah i'm theodora in uh the roguelike rumble competition which um the only reason i'm still doing it is because i won the last one i heard so it, yeah right yeah on. congratulations so, on that so was crazy wasn't expecting to win um wait how did you like as when you say win like was this not so, a cooperative team based thing? No. So this thing that I'm doing and the roguelike rumble is it's the same DM every time. Uh, she started it as producing it. Um, Pick your poison productions, um, and it's a live immersive like D and D like competition, but it's very Hunger Games esque. So we all get dropped into this arena. Uh-huh. And we fight to the death. Okay. So, and so in this arena that you're in, like, what are the rules that are set? Like, what's it's it's still like you know it's do you come it's in naked and bare or do you have gear? no? We have we each get three weapons, um, and then you know if you're a magical character, you have your spells, everything that you would have at that level of your D and D character, which we're all level five. So, um, like the last game, you can watch it on YouTube. Hey, plug um, it, plug it. Is yeah, it- you can watch it on YouTube. It's long; it's two hours long. But you know, you can watch it in and listen to it in you know in your time turns yeah, in your it. time. Uh, but it's on YouTube. Pick your poison productions um, has posted it, and it's round one of the roguelike rumble. So I won't spoil it or anything. Obviously, I won, but. Um, 
it was it was not on purpose that I won. It was very it was the white. I just got lucky at the end there and I rolled a good you know, I had a good dice roll. So and I was the only one who didn't die. So because we were mur- murdering each other fast. <laughs> You weren't murdering and, each other fast enough? What? No, we weren't we weren't we weren't murdering each other fast enough. We kept um basically how it's immersive is that um the audience can buy drinks at the bar mm-hmm. that turn into health potions for us. Oh so that's brilliant. We didn't it it was great. We didn't realize how much people were willing to pay and like amount of drinks people were willing to buy and how excited people were gonna get. Um, so they just kept, people just kept buying us health potions. So like, we just like kept taking health potions. So no one was dying fast enough. How do these health Um, potions get distributed? Are they buying for certain players? Yes. They're buying for certain players. Yes. Oh no. So the audience could have favorites? Yes. Yeah. So it's very, have you ever been to medieval times? Very. I I haven't been there, but I know of the atmosphere and the crowd Yeah. So like they have, you know, yeah, you have like your three, your four different nights. So it was kind it's kind of like a merge of that. That was like, they, there, we each had a section and we had people sitting in our sections um, and they could buy us health potions or better weapons or magical items, depending on like the level of drink that they purchase. This is so, wait, so, has this been done before? Are you the first to do this? We're like, the first, it was the first one. We were the first one. Um, that's so and, rad. Are you serious? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, it was, and now I won the first one and she's going to try really hard to kill me this time. I just know it. She just wants the same person to keep winning, but I'm going to try. Um, but yeah, so I'm technically the reigning champion. Um, and so I get to, I get to go back and battle again. Oh, damn. So people might even have it out for yeah. you in the audience oh, yeah. if people come back. Yeah, but I also am going to have people who are like random people that I had never met before, you know, strangers, like loved my character and were like, we're going to come back next time and support you and all this stuff, you know. So that was really cool. It just felt nice. And it, it was one of those things where, you know, it's like when you go, I don't know if you've ever been to a Comic-Con or anything, but like when you mm-hmm. go to cons and stuff and it's like you're just in a room of your people, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like of people that like just get it and like love like-minded. what you yeah like-minded and like love what you love and you don't feel you know like a nerd or like like weird or anything <laughs> yeah. for liking this stuff as much as you do because everyone around you likes it as much as you do you know so it's just really fun it was a really good time i'm really excited about it so it's on Thursday. That's Very insane. excited. Like, yeah. G- congratulations with that alone. Like that yeah. on the win on just being a part Thank of you. I don't, yeah. It sounds like, I don't know. Stranger things is like my, even my younger siblings are talking about D and D and wanting to get into it. And mm-hmm. the way major league gaming is, I wouldn't be surprised if that kind of media, you know, DND, but it's interactive mm-hmm. with the audience. So yeah. we can throw potions, you know, it's, it's, it's immersive. Yeah. Ah, so uh, we're hoping that, you know, it continues to, even if I don't do the next one, I'm still involved, you know, in the project. And I'm, I just, I'm hoping that it just keeps growing and people keep coming and, you know, we start 
really getting views on YouTube and Twitch and stuff because mm. that, you know, propels it as well. And so it's it's been fun. It's exciting to be a part of, you know, something new. So All yeah. right. Uh, I think this is a good tangent. So Stranger Things, the connection with Stranger Things and D&D is evident. We know it's there. There's oh, yeah. a moment in, in the last episode when Hopper is face to face with the with the Demogorgon. The Demogorg. Mm -hmm. And then and then and then Hopper looks down and he sees the sword freaking was it was yeah. it He-Man's sword? Who was whose sword was it? I don't I don't remember. The barbarian. Uh, it was it was Conan yeah. the Barbarian sword. But then yeah. someone online was was saying that's the equivalent of like rolling a high perception level, like dice roll. Is that no? What it is? So so I. It's funny I talk about this. I had a video about this on my TikTok yes, literally yes. this exact moment. So when when that moment hit, like as a D and D player, it's like I mean they do there they have so many different parts you know spoiler warning for sure but um spoiler spoiler we're gonna talk about stranger things yeah. if you haven't watched yeah. it yet go <laughs> do it please like your soul please, needs and then it. Come back. this oh, is your God. chance it was we're so spoiling good. it um uh Continue, but please. Oh, so you know it feels like you know your part you have your parties split up and they're all fighting against the same thing but different monsters you know and it that slow motion, because how D&D works is, you know, you all roll for initiative. So the order that you're going to go in the battle. But every turn that you take is like in real time is like three seconds. So you're spanning what could be like a five, three minute battle, you know, mm -hmm. into like a 30 minute gameplay. Right. right. Mm -hmm. So like when they did that slow motion moment with everyone moving in slow motion, all the different pieces. I was like, this is what <laughs> D&D battle feels like, you know? And um, I mean, that cut that he had was uh, when he cut his arm, you know, like that's probably like, you, oh, he just rolled like, a, you know, an 18, like, it was pretty good, but his damage wasn't as good. And then, you know, he turns around and he just cuts his head off. And you're like, nat 20, you know, like critical Dude, I'm hit, you know? Like, you just talking yeah. about that moment again. Yeah. yeah like, it's that, so that, that was good. amazing. It's so good. The other one that I've seen a lot of people talk about that it's like, yes, <laughs> like, is the moment when um, Steve goes down for it the first time into the upside down and he gets attacked by all of the. Um, the bats. Uh, the bats. Oh, what are they called? Demobats, I think, is what they called them. Um, and, uh, you know, he's on edge. And, like, there's so many points in D&D &D when it's like, you have, like, two hit points left. And, you know, it's your turn. And it's like, do you heal yourself or do you kill that thing? And, you know, he, he just, you know, goes for the thing and then, like, throws it back. And it's like that moment of, like, when the DM... Like you roll and you roll enough damage. You don't know if you're going to kill it or not. And the dungeon master goes like, how do you want to kill it? And you're like, this is how I want to kill it. I want to smash its head and throw it behind me. You know, it was just like, it was such a good moment. It was this whole, this season really was like, this is D and D, you know, they all had hints of D and D the three before, but this one like really went hard they pushed on the, the D and D. Yeah. 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 For sure. 
Oh, I, you just got me. You just got me kind of without words. Now, just you got me engulfed in that. Like it's pretty phenomenal, dude. Just the yeah. moments in D and D alone, you can't. Yeah. Because like I have been, I've played immersive board games like uh, Dead of mm -hmm. Winter and uh, Oh yeah, Haunting Very on ha So like, there's yeah. all these little, but the in the mm -hmm. the uh, intricacy of 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 D and D, dude. Just to be like, hey, I want to bite this bat's head off. All right, roll for what is it, initiative or roll for. So that would just be like roll an attack roll if you want to do something like that. Um, uh, it would be an attack roll. So you would roll a 20. And then depending on if your character had any plus on attack, you know, it would be what you rolled and then plus your modifier, your attack modifier. Um, that probably is just uh, <laughs> a blow. It's just like an unarmed attack. Um, but like... My character, Theodora, that I'm playing next week is a paladin. So um, I basically can call on the god I worship, which is Gaia, mm -hmm. to give me, bless, give me more power in my hits. And so I can, like, that's like the only magic, really, that I can do a couple, like, I can cure wounds and do some curing magic, but that's the main part of your paladin magic. So, like... I can call on her to add, you know, I have one, I have a thunderous smite as one of my favorite ones to use. So it basically adds lightning to my weapon. Cause a paladin so, is a magic user, but uh, also melee. Te technically. A ma yeah. So mostly melee, but it, I get my magic from the God that I have, uh, given my life to basically. Nice. Yeah. Gaia. So I wanted I wanted to just do Mother Earth, but the DM was like, "Uh, you got to do, you know, so, uh, you know, Mother Earth in the D&D &D universe, which is, you know, Gaia is probably the closest one." So but she's um the land that this DM has set this in is basically if Los Angeles was in a D&D &D world. So all of Los Angeles yeah. is in this campaign. Yeah. Yeah, so this is this the campaign is set in like Los Angeles County. So, so like, so could you, you know, let's just say you're playing, and because we're set in LA, yeah, could you like through your imagination of the gameplay be like, oh, what if I run down Van Nuys and da 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 da? Where are like he like yeah, throw out we're things like that. Kind of, we are in in this game. We're in like the um like the re arena, right? Okay. So we're basically in like we get dropped into like an enclosed arena oh, sorry, and that we the fight Games each other. One. In. Yeah, yeah. God, okay, yeah, yeah. So, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. So, but my character is from like the valley. So <laughs> Wait, I'm like Do you give her a voice? So, um, ah! yeah, Dora. <laughs> I like my saying, my like catchphrase um is that if you cut down trees i cut you down okay damn, oh, so i yes. just go around and like if i see anyone littering or like you know being mean to plants or animals i just like murder them <laughs> <laughs> so that's her that's that's theodora so she's dumb that's the thing like her intelligence is low like she does not have a good like if i so like my perception roles and my those roles bad always going to be bad i have naked but i want her to be dumb so okay, she's yeah. like you know character wise 
But like, so she's just really dumb and she likes to murder people and she found an excuse to murder people basically. For you Gaia. Know? For Gaia. It's so good yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope you don't mind if we do a little, um, what's the word? Uh, uh, theorizing and just having fun with season five. Yeah. One, one Let's the, do it. One of the biggest things for me, cause I was bawling like a baby when he, when he died was Eddie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want Eddie to be gone. Do you think uh, Eddie can come back? No. Okay. I get. I get everyone. I understand. I want him to feel. I want him to to come back too. I wouldn't be like mad if he came back or anything. I'd be stoked, obviously, to see him. I think we'll see um, Joseph Quinn doing like you know, kind of like what we saw characters doing in this season, where you know they're taunting you know, making, having Vecna using them, their, their likeness to like taunt the other characters, especially Dustin making it feel like it's all his fault, you know, kind of thing. I think we might, cause I think that we might get, you know, Joseph doing some of that work. Um, but I think they just gave us such just a perfect arc for his character. Mm -hmm. And I know it feels like a waste and like, but it really wasn't. It was such a beautiful single arc in a single season, very well written that I just don't see them bringing him back. But if they, I mean, I, and I get some people are like, well, they didn't show us taking his body away. And if you don't see the body, you know, he's not dead. But, and like, I've seen a lot of theories that like, I would accept if they were true you know, like the one where like the I don't know if you've seen the one where people have talked about, oh, well, the government was coming to help them and we didn't see any of that. So they helped. They're hiding him. Yeah. People are saying that, like, you know, the government's hiding him because the town still think it's still thinks it's his fault. Right. And they don't want him to be mur- him to be murdered for that. But it's like, why okay. wouldn't they just come out and say it wasn't him? then? you know, it's just a it. But maybe because how are they going to hide the giant? x of hell that is now hot yeah i know like uh, yeah i think that that part's we'll get a little bit of that you know have next season but have you heard of of the of the theory that plays off of the dnd lore that yes that predicts oh but what's your tell me the yes. but. tell me okay what, what, what i saw it yes i i see where people might say that eddie is cats but I think L is cat. Wait, time out, time I, out. Uh, we gotta clarify a little bit more. So, so are we Kaz, talking about the same thing about Kaz I, is the the general, right? Like Vecna's right yeah. hand general. Yes, it's like a vampire. Yes. Is he a vampire? Yeah. Okay. He is a vampire. Yeah, he's a vampire. And in the end, he ends up betraying Vecna and just finally destroying Vecna once and for all. Yes. I see where people are like, oh, well, it's Eddie because he's goth and, you know, he's in there and blah, 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 and this and that. But we never got that he would have been, he was Vecna's right hand in this season. Whereas I think, I think that they really um, played that up with Eleven. Played what? Of being the right hand man for Vecna? Yeah, because Vecna wanted her to be his right hand man. He said multiple times in the season, you know, like, I want to bring, I wanted you to be with me during this. Mm. I wanted it to be you to be by my side. It was, he always saw her as that, as his, you know, next in line, right hand man, whatever. And she betrayed him. 
we got that story. But in D and D lore, a lot of times, like the DM will will use that as like a backstory for Vecna. But Kaz didn't actually kill him. He she, he didn't succeed. So betrayal I feel like we doesn't saw, mean kill. Yeah, destroy, yeah. Just we, I think we didn't. Yeah, I think we saw that already. I think we saw that storyline where, you know. In the past, when Eleven was young, um, one, number one, you know, took her under his wing and tried to help her through, you know, and have Papa not hurt her and whatever and all that stuff. Do you think and she deeper... and she betrayed him? There might be. Something I like with that. What, like I, a connection? I, a one in eleven? I don't. I I think I I don't like the theory that that. That eleven, that one is Eleven's dad. I don't know if, if you've seen that I've one, seen, but I, they t- they line it up. I don't know, like yeah, this is what people, I maybe it's people seeing what they want to see, you know? Yeah, I I I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case. I would be a little bit disappointed in the Duffer Brothers just because, like, I'm so sick and tired of seeing the like, oh, you have to be related. You yeah. know, yeah, to have the powers, everyone's gotta, it's, you know, comes from your genes. Like, I'm so sick and tired of the it's a genes thing. Here's a fun you know, we, tangent after you're done yeah. with your thought. Please finish your thought. Oh, I just, we just, we get a lot of that in Star Wars. And I, hate I was it. just gonna say, I, yeah, I, when it came to Rey, I kind of yeah. wish she stayed as nobody. A nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Not a Palpatine, yeah. not a Skywalker, yeah. just somebody. Just yeah. Just somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just want it. Yeah, me too. I just wanted her to be, I just wanted her to be nobody. And she still could have been in a dyad with Ben and been nobody. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that's still, they could have been, you know, connected through the forest still and her being nobody. And, you know, if I would have, I would have liked if like it, her parents didn't sell her off for booze money, you know, that like they, they were trying to protect her. She, they knew she was force sensitive. They could tell that's fine, you know, to fix that because I thought that was a little bit like, Oh, I don't know about that. But, um, uh, but yeah, I did not. I, I liked the last movie. I liked rise of Skywalker and it's on its own. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I didn't like that they brought Palpy back. Um, <laughs> Palpy? That's what I call him. Sounds Palpy. like the leftover of orange juice. Like, uh, yeah. I, and I love, I love Palpatine. I love, I love him in the books. I love his character. I think he's just a, you know, crazy psychopath. Deliciously great. evil. Yeah, deliciously mm. evil. I love him. But it was just, ugh, it was tired, man. Mm-hmm. And it was, and, and, you know, I, I wish they would have just given all three to J.J. Abrams and oh, just yeah. called it a day. After that you know, first I, one, after we see that first stormtrooper yeah. scene where they're just dropping in and it's just that shot of the stormtrooper inside the dropship, I was like, yeah. yeah, J.J.'s got this. Yeah. Yeah. And I I loved Force Awakens. It's honestly, it's probably my second favorite Star Wars film. Um, it was f- fantastic. Um, I... And I loved what he did. I wasn't enough of it, but I loved that he finally gave us Ben Solo in the third one. Mm. Um, it wasn't enough. I also did not like that he died. I thought that was lazy. 
Um, I thought the kiss was lazy. I thought that was so. I did not like them kissing. I, I wish they oh, stayed. I, I wish I they am, stayed like. Just, I am a Raylo. I oh, am a. I'm sorry. I just wanted I them to be platonic. I was like, can a guy and a girl that. not just be like really close that. and not kiss? I get that for you know? sure. Like, I get that. That feels I, overplayed for me. Yeah, I totally get that critique, 100. percent But I could. I saw the moment that Kylo Ren in the first movie mm-hmm. fell in love with Rey. That, that moment, moment when she when she defied him, at least in because I've watched enough of Adam Driver's movies because I am a disgustingly huge Adam Driver fan. That's a tall um, tree I want to climb. I'll tell you what, I'm a straight yeah. cis male, but I climb that tree in a second. Yeah, I might be happily taken, but mm. <laughs> that man uh, is something else. Uh, but um, in the moment when he's trying to extract out of her mind you know where uh luke is um and she fights him back to the point where he she gets in his head uh-huh. he breaks that concentration and looks at her like she is the most beautiful thing he has ever seen because nobody's ever like done that to him you know no one's ever like first off gotten into his head and seen that part of him and i think that there's a part of him that loves that she is stronger than him you know um and i, mean, I just look who his since, mom is from, i know it's like exactly. we all marry our and mothers from, or we marry our parents <laughs> i think he saw you know some of leia in her which is definitely what which i don't know have you seen the obi-wan kenobi series yes it was beautiful yeah. Yeah, you know, spoilers for that as well. Spoilers, but, you spoiler. know, yeah. When I'm glad that they made that um that connection where Leia was, you know, fighting off Reva's mind, you know, mind searching mm. as well. I thought that was a nice little, you know, little e- Star Wars Star Wars rhymes moment. Um but yeah, I think that he loved her from that first time that they mm. he like not maybe loved her but was like, "Oh, this chick who's this she's changed <laughs> you know? my perspective i see things differently damn it yeah exactly so i i get i would have been happy either way if they kissed or didn't kiss mm-hmm. you know with their connection i thought the whole you know her passing him the lightsaber was you know just oh, chef's kiss like, indeed chef's yeah kiss you know indeed. that whole scene with them fighting was so good um I wish we would have gotten to see, to possibly have more of that, even if it was just in the comics and in the books, you know, like neither of those actors have to come back, you know, but they still could have given us, um, my fiance had a great, has a great ending in his mind that he wanted. And I will give him credit for this. It is not my idea. Uh, but he wanted him to have been arrested and you know, ben? obviously, yeah, Taking obviously, because, okay. you know, he murdered billions of people. War crimes. Uh, <laughs> we'll just call yeah, them war, war crimes. crimes. Yeah, war crimes, you know. And uh, but he learned how to, like Luke, send his force self mm. somewhere else. And him and Ray, him as a forced entity, not was were teaching kids how to, you know, we're teaching the next school and he's doing it from, you know, his cell. Wow. You know, and I just thought that would have, which is why someone should hire my fiance Good to writer. work on. Throw that name <laughs> yeah. Out. Throw that name out <laughs> yeah. Connor Hansen, hire him. Yes. Um, but, you know, uh, uh, 
I think that that's there was that a, would have been. I just am so sad he died. So yeah, no, I don't. That that could that could have been avoided. There was a moment yeah. that I just uh, that was pointed out to me through TikTok uh, that I think that was only and highlighted even more because of Mand not Mandalorian, uh, the book of Boba, Boba mm -hmm. Fett, when they were talking about the dark saber, and mm -hmm. just talking about how heavy it was for Mando, right? And how, uh -huh. like, it, like, if you're fighting against it, it's going to give you, it's going to fight you, right? Mm -hmm. And it brought, and, and this person, I forgot what this guy's name was, but he was bringing back the moment when Ray and Ben were fighting on top of the destroyed, was it a, the Death Star? The Death Star. Mm -hmm. When they're fighting, and then when Leia dies, and that moment where Ben, like, the light touches him, and his lightsaber then becomes too heavy for him to grasp, yep. but then makes a drop. But then Ray is finally like when you see them first fighting, he points out, he's like, it looks kind of like bad choreography, but book of Boba Fett now reestablishes mm -hmm. that it's not that it's bad choreography. Ray looks like she's struggling because she's locking into her anger. Thus yeah, her blue she's lightsaber not... mm -hmm. isn't flowing yep. with her. So yeah. once that dark lightsaber falls, then she can grab it, use it. And that's because like you think of lightsabers as like these like simple tools, swords, whatever. No. But they're so nope. much, they're alive themselves. They're, they're alive. They have their own spirit. And like, you know, what they say in the cartoons is the Kyra Crystal, you know, has its own song. Mm, you can like the, how... How the Jedi, I don't know if you've ever watched any of the cartoons, but me, how the me. Jedi, how the Jedi go and find their Kyber crystals before, you know, originally before pre pre prequel um, is, you know, they have to they're sent into, you know, this ice cave where they are, where there are crystal cave, ice cave, crystally ice cave. Um, and they have to listen and try and find their um kyber crystal and fun fact all the kyber crystals are actually clear until they connect to a jedi and then they become their color that i did not know that that's yeah rad. so that's why you know i think that they added that in post you know star wars uh, galaxy edge <laughs> you know post post prequels you know because they were like oh <laughs> you know why is there only one purple lightsaber <laughs> you know we we have to think of a reason you know um and i they they needed a new reason to add in more colors and stuff but you know the different souls change the color of the lights of the lightsaber of have the crystal you, have you read the story of vader looking for his red kyber crystal mm -hmm. and how there's a moment the where he when he finds it because he has to kill a jedi to get it and it's this jedi yeah. who i forgot his name do you do you, i don't know you're you're putting me to shame with your like knowledge but i don't remember his name because i've only read that comic once i haven't like reread it you know but what i mean there's a beautiful moment that i would love to see on film like just on live action which is just the moment where he touches the he get he fights the jedi off vader gets the crystal and and for a moment he then flashes to see what his life would have been if he at that moment says no what have i done yeah and anakin wakes up and then like the lightsaber changes and this and that happens he goes to mm -hmm. obi-wan and says i'm sorry but then he's like no and it's yeah. red and i think we got a little bit of that in the obi-wan series mm -hmm. which Definitely. you know 
Uh, God, Ewan McGregor just just killed just killed Bravo, that performance. Ewan. I mean, both oh, of them. God, I, I, both I, of them. I but, loved but, both of oh, them so much. And and I'm I hope I hope that this um, gives Hayden Christensen more work outside of this because people will kind of because he just I feel so bad for him as an actor because it's like you know he did this role and it just unfortunately critics wise wasn't perceived well when it came out at the time in the early 2000s. It's like, forgive the man. It was the early 2000s. What do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> but, you I know. fans then are he harsh, just didn't, too. Yeah, he just didn't... Oh, God. That's the one. I love Star Wars so much, but I stopped posting as much about it on TikTok. Why? Because it's so toxic. Ew. What were you experiencing? Oh, the most misogynistic comments oh, and just like, God. you know, just like mean stuff, you know, that like I would just continue to delete <sighs> and continue to block people. But it's just like it almost happens every time. I don't, I, I recent, I'm dyslexic, very dyslexic. And I, I, so I make spelling mistakes on TikTok and the internet and I'm trying my best to let go of caring, you know, that Good, I make yeah. spelling mistakes. Um, but, you know, I, spelled Anakin right in two of the clips but in one of them I switched the I and one of the I's and the A's and it's like I'm sorry but I that it blew up because probably like 40 people and I stopped deleting them after a little bit because it was just like getting annoying but about 40 people pointed it out and said I see another woman you know not actually knowing Star Wars but saying she does you know, like that's the that's that is Star just, Wars fandom. Yeah. Uh, that okay. That nasty toxic energy, I think, is what okay. One of my favorite Star Wars, if anything, my favorite Star Wars is always the second in the trilogy, which always seems to be people's least favorite. Like when Empire came out, I wasn't there mm-hmm. obviously, but when Empire came yeah. out, people hated it. They were like, Oh, it ruined the it ruins Star yeah. Wars. Honestly, it's my favorite. I love that it doesn't end happy. I love that we yeah. find dark shit out. Mm-hmm. And the set Clone Clone Wars alone, I, uh, the mass scale of it, the fight in Geonosis, Yoda oh, jumping yeah. around like a ping pong. It was mm-hmm. great. And mm-hmm. uh, what, what was the second in the trilogy in this new one? It was... Uh, uh, the Last Jedi. Last Which Jedi. My I favorite from the love. I, love I loved it. But I hated the Canto Bite stuff. It what? was. Is that the, the rich Can- planet? Yeah. I just like, I would have so much more loved to see Rose and Finn and Poe stay together mm-hmm. and work on something together right. from their ship. I did not need that whole extra side quest that feels disjointed from the rest of the movie. Yeah. I honestly usually skip through it because it. It, it it literally doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter. They don't end up getting, you know, it's like they could have gotten the code somewhere else and Poe would have said, I'm going to stay flying this ship and you guys go try and get into the ship. They still could have had the rest of it without an extra 45 <laughs> minutes added to the movie for no reason. Fair. Tell me how you really feel, though. Uh, fair enough. And I, I felt that. I no, no, don't follow. I do own it. I love it. I love the passion. And I felt the same way until a friend, Ugh. Brian Carpenter, pointed out. He's like, yes, this seems pointless, Stephen. But 
think about it. This like, and it sucks that Finn and Rose were used as a narrative tools, basically, just to yeah. I give think us that's more. another reason why I didn't like it. Yeah, that's like that's fair. Like, yeah. why do you use great characters like this? But he said. We as an audience have now gotten to see the rich of the rich in the galaxy. We've seen slaves. We've seen royalty. We've seen military. These are the wealthy of the the top 1% of the galaxy. And I think yeah. Benicio Del Toro's character, when he explains like, yeah, I'm selling TIE fighters. I'm also selling X-Wings. Dude, mm-hmm. like, I think that was... That was the only reason that was there, that that whole scene yeah. was to show yeah. that. And it's Star Wars is always such a solid representation of its, you know, it's a commentary on society. Oh, yeah. Capitalism, oh, yeah. you know, fall of mm-hmm. empires, whatever. This, I feel like, was just, you know, showing you like this is capitalism. Like, yeah. good guys, bad guys. We, this planet, we don't care. We're rich. Yeah. Yeah. We don't care who dies. Yeah. We just sell. See, you get a little, you get a good amount of that in the cartoons. That's fair. That's fair. So that's why you I felt like I you were like, like, this is too much. We're overstating. Yeah. This. Yeah. But I, and again, I get why I do get that. I get that point of view. I just thought different time, like there was a different movie maybe to do it in just cause this one was already so packed yeah. full of information and of information. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It was like, I want some, uh, but I loved the rest of it i when i loved everything with ray and kylo i liked poe having that moment and i don't know you should read there's a book and it's called the resistance i mm. think but it's tell us about the time in between the last jedi and uh rise of skywalker oh okay um and you and you really get into poe's head just about how horrible he felt about all of those resistance uh, people fighters dying and that how it and the bombing and all this other, you know like, and that it just didn't go well and that he just he he fucked up you know people, and like people were so dumb i'm sorry to interrupt you i'm so sorry yeah. but i didn't like something i get passionate about of uh, last last jedi right mm-hmm. was people were like why isn't holdo listen holdo listening to poe da 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 and i'm like cuz poe needs to shut up She's yeah. the general. There mm-hmm. is a chain of command. I don't give a shit who you are, Poe. Mm-hmm. Get in line. Yeah. And yeah. her 100%. move, the Holdo move, the Holdo maneuver, oh, I'm getting goosebumps my... thinking about it. Yeah. Like, when the first off, went, oh, go ahead, yeah. please. No, just first off, just like how beautiful it looked on film. Yeah. Like the act, just like the film. I know it's all CGI, but just like, the visual picture you get when that ship slashes through the other one and that break and at the same moment getting, you know, the lightsaber, you know, the crystal breaking, just like it was, it was a beautifully done scene. Um, It was a beautiful moment of sacrifice, which, you know, you always get in Star Wars. Speaking of the books, there's a book about Leia when she's mm. telling the tale of her growing up and how mm-hmm. her and Holdo were like homies, mm-hmm. like those two in, in the Academy, like they were like yep. right there next to each other. So, I mean, if you're a true star Wars fan, you should be respecting Holdo the same way you respect. Leia. Oh yeah. Yep. 100%. I completely agree. And I, um, yeah, I loved that whole, that whole thing was so great. 
I have no I have no qualms with any of that. What at did all. you think? I thought... What I'm sorry. What did you think about Luke? About his character? About how he? People were very upset about how he I... was portrayed. What did you think? I get that. I understand why people were upset. I didn't think that he would have gone, you know, I didn't like that he completely disconnected himself from the force. I would have I would have liked that he went there to try and find a solution, mm. you know, to the problem instead of just giving up because I I felt like that was out of character, but then again, you don't know how someone's going to react to that amount of trauma. You don't understand. Like it, first off, it wasn't, I don't know if you've read these, the comment, the Kylo Ren comics, but I have not. Please. It share. wasn't, it wasn't actually Ben Solo who killed everybody. Who killed he, what do you mean every, who's everybody? Like all of the other, uh, Padawans at Luke's temple. Oh, uh, it was like, there's a whole, you should read it. Um, I won't spoil it for you because those comics are actually really good. There's a whole, there's even more of a backstory to it. I will read it, it still. Was, Please tell me like what yeah. happened to the, it was like, the it was, they are a lot of them. A lot of them did die, but not all of them die. Some of them got away. Um, but he was like arguing with some of them trying to leave, not trying to, he just wanted to leave after Luke, like tried to attack him he just wanted to leave in the night and they were trying to get him not to leave and uh snoke or hashtag palpy um got into his head and triggered a memory of his which made him like have like basically a blast of the force that caused an explosion what? So he he didn't like purposefully set the place on fire. He, you know, knocked out Luke, tried to get away, tried to just leave. Um because he thought he was going to be murdered by his uncle. Um tell uh, me how that's not a parallel, not a parallel, but like that that's uh, if anything, yeah, a parallel to the relationship of say the 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 child and the parent and the parents a little too hard on the kid and the kids trying yep. to push back set boundaries and be like yo i'm not about this mm -hmm. and the parents like no stop i know better yeah and you're no and that's yeah and that's like you know and it's just the disconnection you know but luke wakes up you know gets out of the rubble and sees he, he i could only imagine you know what he thought happened, you know, obviously. Um, and he thought all the Padawans were dead. And so he thought all of that was his fault. And, you know, we'd never seen Luke have that big of a, you know, that's my fault moment, mm -hmm. you know? Um, because even when Vader died, even when Anakin died, you know, it wasn't necessarily Luke's fault. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he was def he was protecting Luke, but it was Palpatine's fault. So it wasn't his fault. He felt like losing all those Padawans were was his fault. So I can see why he reacted that way. But I also I did think it was a little bit out of character for him to be that secluded and cut off from Leia. Um, just because I think that they established how connected they are. You know, obviously. So I right. thought that was a little bit odd.
but the rest of it i i thought was completely valid i don't think people have the right to be as angry as they were about him being a hermit being a little hermit man i don't think people like oh. seeing their heroes flawed or seeing them yeah. fallen mm-hmm. i personally love to see my heroes fall because that doesn't mean they're done mm-hmm. we all love a redemption story apparently people mm-hmm. don't like seeing their heroes make a mistake and then get a chance to redeem themselves yeah yeah I loved it. I, I, and I thought that his ending was perfect. Mm, it was I thought that, yeah. yeah, I thought that his, you know, him, he went out the same way. Obi-Wan went out just ready mm-hmm. and knowing that it was, it was, his, you know, it was time, you know? And I thought that that was, I thought that was really beautiful. So. And the imagery, I, mm-hmm. the imagery, like we go back of and, the twin sons the and twin just, sons, like yeah. Was, we we think back of a new hope of a of a young man looking out to twin sons, not knowing what his future is, wondering what his place in the galaxy is, mm-hmm. and then we end with him looking at twin sons again as a man who knows his place in this galaxy, has found peace in that, mm-hmm. and is ready to let go. Yeah. Holy shit. I think this is yeah. a good tangent to, I don't know if you heard my last podcast, but I, uh, I want to, I don't hear it often enough because do you know inside the actor studio? I do know of it. Yes. Nice. James yes. Lipton, the guy in the chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love those last five questions he asks every actor. I love oh, Okay. I, I think it's a great way to get to know, you know, someone yeah. I just like asking friends in general. And I, I, I want this to be a recurring thing where I'd ask my guests this at the end. So are you ready for the five? I'm ready for the five. Let's do it. All right. First question is what turns you on? What makes you happy? (sighs) Imagination. And I know we've talked a lot about that today, but like literally being able to use my imagination, whether it's listening to an audiobook, reading a book, watching a movie, playing D&D, doing improv, acting, you know, being able to pret- play pretend or g- escape to another universe. That's that's my my favorite thing to do. And it's the thing that makes me in all aspects and areas. That's the thing that makes me the happiest. Nice. Yes. Question, question two. What turns you off? What makes you unhappy oh god just when people just don't care about other people when people just are selfish selfishness and unfortunately we've been seeing a lot of that lately whether it's in politics or in person or in our families or whatever we're realizing that unfortunately there's a lot of people out there who really don't think about anyone but themselves and i think that that's I mean, when people are inconsiderate, happened this morning. You know, someone was just a group of people were just standing in front of the Starbucks pickup window, just standing there, you know, just not thinking about the fact that oh, maybe someone else might need something, you know. But we're just standing here having, you know, just just inconsiderateness and selfishness, the worst. <laughs> All right. Question three: Other than the job you have now or the career you have now in your life. What career would you like to have? Well, job and hopeful career are two very different things for me right now. But um, let's go career. I, let's say yeah, that okay. right now your career, you're an entertainer right now. Yeah. That's, that's that's your yeah. main path right now. Other than yeah. that, what else would you like to do? 
Um, honestly, and it's something I've been thinking about a lot, especially with everything going on, is politics. And I know it's kind of wow. kind of similar in a way that like, you know, you have to be in front of people. Um, but I'm just sick and tired of seeing people go around in circles or in in all the different extremes that are happening and it's just wild. <laughs> And I just, we're not doing anything (laughs) and I'm, ah, (laughs) nothing's (laughs) happening (laughs) either way. It's like, what are we doing? You know, we're just going backwards. Ah." And I just, I've been, I've, and I haven't pulled the trigger and I doubt, I doubt I will for many years to come, but it's still, it's definitely something that started to been on my mind. Right on. So yeah, probably politics. All right. Next question. Other than the career you have now, what would you not want to do as a career ever? Oh, God, anything in the health industry, because first off, I can't with blood and like (laughs) in insides of bodies. No, thank you. But two, I just think that it's the most corrupt company in America. I think (laughs) that the health industry is the most corrupt industry in America. I have no desire to be involved with it. Yeah. Right on. (laughs) All right. Last question. Uh, If there is a heaven, you know, and whatever you personally believe of an afterlife, and if there is a God, he, she, Gaia herself, what do you hope, let's say Gaia says to you as you enter the pearly gates of heaven? I personally think that, um, there isn't necessarily an afterlife, but, um, if there were, uh, I would hope that someone would say it was all worth it, that there was a reason for all of it and all the bullshit. I would, I would hope, I would hope that at the end of my life, I would be able to, to see that myself in a way, as I believe that, you know, we are all one spirit experiencing life in different vessels. Um, but yeah, I would hope that like, I would be like, Oh yeah, I, there was, I'm, I complete, you completed your, your learning session of this life. You complete, you, you completed the test. That's what I would hope I would hear. (laughs) Right on, right on. Well, you completed the podcast. We got to the end of the episode. Aubrey, please (laughs) feel free to just plug whatever you want. Let the people know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. If you want to follow me, um, my biggest platform is definitely uh, TikTok, a.k.a comedy one one eleven uh uh on tiktok um i'm also aubrey k alexander on instagram i post stuff on there too um and yeah if you i don't know when you're gonna post this episode but um either way you should definitely check out um pick your poison productions we're gonna be doing a lot of cool stuff coming up with the D immersive experiences and hopefully some other D&D shows and stuff. So, yeah, check that out, too. Dig it. Thank you, Aubrey. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. We did it.
All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you made it this far, don't forget to follow me, Stephen underscore Brogan underscore Cortez on Instagram. Check out the Why the F Not podcast Instagram as well. And don't forget, you're enough. You're more than enough. It's crazy how enough you are. Okay, my... What am I doing that? Should I stop?